time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Hey, this is Lee Balkum. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast. This is the podcast where we work to thrive more in your life so that we can find better ways of making sense of this crazy world we're living in, making sense of our own lives, finding a better way forward. One of the things I've often heard from people is how difficult it is to hear feedback, to take in criticism from people, and they don't know what to do with that. And so today I wanted to share a formula for dealing with that feedback. This is not my formula. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that in a minute, but let's talk a little bit about what this really is about, this criticism. You know, we, we've heard it so many times and, and so many times people tell me about the criticism coming their way. And so one of the things that I, I often have heard people do is they, they try to make the distinction between positive criticism and negative criticism. And probably if you've been in a leadership uh, training program, you've heard that whenever you have some negative criticism, you want to sandwich it, right? The sandwich approach which is great if you're delivering that. So you say something great, and then you say something tough, and then you return to something great. And that's supposed to be a, while, a way to help people take that in, to help digest it. Well, today we want to talk about the other end of when you're receiving it, right? When it's coming your way. And the problem is that it can be hurtful no matter how you frame it if you don't have some method of sifting through that information coming your way. And let's face it, that's exactly what feedback or criticism really is. It's, it's information. At one point, I heard uh, from a uh, person who had gotten some coaching from one of my coaches, a team of coaches. I have a highly skilled team of coaches. And this person had some feedback that was about something they didn't like about what had gone on in that process. And I shared it with my coaches, always do. I try to be very open with people and give them the feedback that's given to me. And so I was giving my coach the feedback and I checked in a little bit later, said, how you doing? And she said, you know, it really hurt at first. But then I stepped back a minute and realized that the criticism, the information is free coaching right? Somebody has given me their perception of how they see me, how they perceive me. Now, does that mean that what the person perceived was accurate? No, but it's feedback on the perception. And sometimes perception is important to understand. And so what my coach had done is to reframe the criticism into helpful feedback, even if it's negative helpful feedback. But that still is tough for us, right? And so one of the ways that we can kind of change that, we've already used that term is feedback. We stop talking about criticism and let's talk about the feedback we're getting from the world. And that basically is what's happening. We're in the world interacting with other people and we're on something of a feedback loop. I do something that creates an impact out there on somebody else and they have a perception of what I did. They have a perception of, of how that feels and they feed back that information to me. They feed the information back into my place, my understanding. And so I can take in that feedback 
and I still have to figure out what to do with it. And that's what's tough. We all are on a daily basis getting the feedback. Someone gets angry at you at something you said, even if what they understood you to say wasn't accurate, right? They are still upset. And that's some interesting feedback. When I'm working with couples, one of the things that often is true is that they are giving feedback to each other all the time and they don't know how to process it. They don't know how to take in that information. And after a while, if you feel like all you're getting is negative feedback from a spouse, you stop listening to the feedback. We cut off feedback when it begins to overwhelm us. And so what I want to talk about today is how we can sift through that. And I've said that word twice now, but there's a reason for that. How we can sift through the process. Now, let's face it. In this world that we live in, in an instant world, you can put out a social media post and immediately get feedback that can be pretty tough. Or you can have an interaction at work and immediately have feedback on that. Or have a friend give you some feedback. In other words, we're all surrounded by feedback all the time. So part of what we want to do is figure out how to deal with that. Now, this is an important topic for me. Uh, Over the years, I've been on the internet now for well over uh, 20 years. And as my wife has said many times, you have to develop some tough skin to do that. Uh, So many times on a daily basis, I'm getting an email. And some of them are emails where people tell me how much they love what I do. But whenever that's true, you're also going to get people who tell you how much they hate what you do. My perception of myself is that I am here to help people live better lives and have better marriages. I mean, that's my self-perception. But sometimes people have a difference of opinion with me on that. And so one of the things that often happens is that they will email me. And that's always been true over the 20 years that people will send me emails, both of their success stories and of their frustration or anger with me. So over the years, I've had to deal with that. The same is true whenever you have, you know, a book out or a video out or, um, you know, a service out. There are people who are going to rate that. And after a while, you have to find a way of dealing with it. I've had to find a way of dealing with that. I was at a conference some time ago with a group of authors who were earlier in the process of kind of being uh, out in the public forum than I. And so they were looking for some feedback. And one of them came and said, I don't know what to do. I got a one-star review on my book. What do I do with that? And so I gave this person the feedback that uh, the way of processing it that's helpful for me. And it comes from, you know, a wonderful uh, philosopher that you may know of, Taylor Swift. (laughs) Taylor has a song about shaking it off, right? You you shake it off. And what she says in there is haters going to hate, right? And so one layer of this is me saying to the author, you know, sometimes people are just not going to like it. Haters are going to hate. And now there's another layer that we need to look at. And I said to the author, have you looked at the feedback and asked the question, is there something for me to learn here? That was what my coach was saying. I'm using this feedback as free coaching. And so we have a couple of layers that we've already introduced to this. The first thing is when we get feedback, we can recognize that sometimes people are going to hate us no matter what we do. 
People are going to hate us no matter how pure our motives. It's just going to happen. And in fact, these days, there seems to be even a higher level of that reaction to people. So first, haters are going to hate. Second, but is there something we can learn from that? And this author was able to look at the review and say, you know, there was a point to that. One of the things I often do when I get feedback is, is not just dismiss it, but ask the question, what do I need to take from this? And so part of the approach is to recognize that we are going to get negative feedback. And some of it can be helpful for us. But is there a way, is there a better approach, some method that we can use, some easy way that we can filter through, that we can sift that feedback and understand what it's about to be able to pull back just a little bit, uh, maybe be a little more objective about it and have a framework that we can filter it through to get to what is helpful? Well, the answer to that is yes. Shanita Williams is a feedback coach. She helps people to deal with feedback, right? And uh, has done a TED Talk and has written a book. The name of the book is Feedback Mentality. And uh, she also has a little framework that I wanted to present to you. Uh, this is not mine. This is her framework on how to deal with that feedback. And I'll be honest, I was driving back from uh, a time away with my family and NPR had this piece on there and I was listening to it and I turned to my wife and I said, this is important. And so my wife is writing an article about this for her uh, therapy clients and I wanted to present this because it's so useful. Uh, this was on NPR, but it's also from uh, Shanita Williams' book, Feedback Mentality. So let's go through the framework. It's a very simple framework to remember. Sift. That's what you need to remember. Sift. You have to sift through the feedback. So you can imagine each of those letters stands for something. Sift. S-I-F-T. Sift. The first one. S. Subject. Or source. In other words, who's the subject or the source of this information? Consider the source, as my mother used to tell me when I would come home and somebody had said something mean to me at school, I would be upset about it. And she would look at me and say, well, consider the source. And let's understand that in, in two contexts. Consider the source may be that you say, well, that's just an angry person. And that angry person I need to not listen to. But consider the source. Maybe it's an important source too, right? So as we're sifting through, this is not a way of dismissing the feedback. It's about how to pay attention to the feedback. And so if the source for the information is somebody who's not important to you, maybe that it doesn't have the kind of layer of information that you're going to want to listen to, that's important. Now, let's take it to a business place. If it's a customer and a typical customer for you and they're giving you information, that's a pretty important source, right? But let's say that you run a steakhouse and somebody who doesn't like steaks says they don't like your steaks. Is that going to be useful information, right? I mean, if the source doesn't ever like what you like, is that going to matter? So source is important on different levels. Back when I was in school, 
one part of, uh, of the uh, graduate level classes is that you interact with your classmates and also with the professors. And so in my PhD courses, I was interacting with both. And I remember many times I would present some uh, fairly uh, tough papers. Um, I, I was kind of a controversial paper writer when I was in my PhD program. And so I, sometimes I had uh, some responses that weren't so pleasant to deal with during the class. And one of the ways I listened to that is to consider the source. If it's a student who was upset about something over which they had no expertise, that's one level. And sure, I would listen to it, but I would also be aware of that. But if it was a professor who was an expert in that level, I needed to pay attention. Let's say somebody that doesn't know me very well says something about me, you know, about my character. They don't know me very well. That's one level. And let's say I say to my wife, hey, I got this feedback from this person. And my, my wife goes, well, I don't see you that way and your friends don't see you that way, then I would listen to that source information over this stranger on the street. If I'm driving down the road and somebody takes offense at the way I'm driving, I can consider the source, right? So part of considering the source is not as a way of just dismissing all the feedback coming your way, but putting it into a category. Is it somebody who's important to you? Is it somebody who knows you? Is it somebody who has a wide experience with you? Or is it a stranger, somebody that has little bearing on you? Which drops us down to the I. I is the impact. How big is this feedback that they're giving you? How much does it change your life? I mean, is this like something that turns everything around for you? Or is it somebody who doesn't like the color of your shoes or your pants or your shirt or the makeup you wear or the size you are or your hairstyle or anything else, right? When I've been working with uh, people being on TV shows, some of the, sometimes I hear from the person interviewing me, often the anchor, of how distressing it is when they get uh, these emails and texts from viewers who are not commenting on what they're covering. They're not commenting on the news. They're commenting on the dress or the hairstyle or the look or the expression or something else. And I've always kind of said, well, you might want to consider the source, right? This is just a viewer who doesn't know you and is critiquing something that doesn't matter. But I realized this added another layer, the impact. Does your hairstyle really matter for you giving a good news story? Does your, the color blue in your dress or your dress shirt change anything about your information, right? And so a way of, of kind of stepping back from that is to ask the question, okay, but what matters in this? What mattered to them was telling a great story and giving great information and being accurate in their reporting. That's what mattered to them. And no matter what color shirt they wore, somebody was going to be upset about it. No matter how they got their hair cut, somebody's going to be upset about it. Change it to another style, they'll be upset about that too. And so part of what we do with feedback is to ask the question, is this really important in my life? What impact does it have? So the first thing is consider the source. The second thing is to ask the question, what kind of impact does this really have in my life? If it's a big impact, you know, if it's something that's really important, that's some feedback to pay attention to. 
The F is for frequency. How frequent are you hearing this? Let's say that a friend says, you know, you're always late when we get together and you get to work and your boss says, you're always late for every meeting. And your spouse says, I'm so tired of having to wait for you for everything. There's a frequency to this, right? The frequency can tell us something about how important it is. If one friend says, I'm really upset with you because you were late that one time, that's not a frequent thing. If you're hearing it from multiple sources, that's a different level. And notice how these begin to add together. Let's say that a source you trust says these things and it matters a lot and you're hearing it frequently. That's some important feedback. And the last one is the trend. The trend is how broad this is and how, uh, how you're hearing it across different levels. So you kind of notice that frequency and trend can kind of fit together. Frequency, how often am I hearing this? Trending, how many places am I hearing it, right? And they can kind of fit together. You may be hearing frequently across the board, or maybe it's frequently only from a few people, right? You're hearing frequently from a spouse about something. But the trend is maybe you're hearing that it's true about you in many places. One of the things I've often said to people, and it's not an absolute truth, but there's a lot of truth to the fact that how we do one thing is how we do everything. How we hold ourselves and act in the world in one arena is often how we are in others. It's not absolute, but there is some information there that can be helpful. Let's say that we realize that people are perceiving us similar ways at work, at home, you know, at the gym, at our hobbies, with our friends. I mean, there's something that keeps showing up there that trends across those different levels. And it's something that we don't want to have true. But we may need to accept that if that many people are hearing it and understanding that way, we've got to pay attention to it. So we use these as filter points to understand how to take in the information and how much of that information to take in. We consider the source, right? If it's a source that we uh, don't find to be important, then that may mean that the feedback is less valuable. But if it's somebody that's important to us, we need to pay attention. The next thing we look at is, but how big is it? What kind of impact? Even if it's somebody important and they just don't like the color of our shoes, maybe we just kind of let that go. But if it's somebody who's important and they're giving us feedback about something that really makes a difference in our lives, we might want to pay more attention. Which brings us down to frequency. Is this something that they said one time? I'm really upset that you're 15 minutes late last night or I'm really upset that you are 15 minutes late every single time. There's a difference in that frequency of that. We pay attention if it's a frequent piece. One time off, we apologize and try to do better. And then if it's a trend, if it's true at home, at work, at the gym, with our friends, we really want to pay attention. So it can begin to help us understand how to take the feedback. It's never going to be super easy to take in feedback. It's never going to be pleasant to hear things that kind of challenge how we perceive ourselves and want to be perceived. 
but it's incredibly important to have a way of understanding that feedback, of taking it in and of assessing it and deciding what to do with it. SIFT will help you do that. S consider the source, the impact, the frequency, and the trend. If this has been helpful, you can find out more about Shanita Williams' work at FeedbackMentality.com, FeedbackMentality.com. And if this has been helpful, please share it with other people. It's a great way of helping other people to deal better with their feedback. You can share it by sending out a, a tweet. It's pre-populated. It'll give you the link just by going to thrivology.com slash love. Also, if you want to give us a ranking, that really helps us. Give me some feedback, a review of this, because I like your reviews. I like the feedback, and the way you can leave a feedback for this is to just leave a review. Uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, wherever you found it, it's a great place to do that so others can find it. And I read every single review for feedback <laughs> to learn what we can do better, to learn what is interesting to you. So let me do that by giving me some feedback. Go back, give us a review, and learn how you can sift through the feedback coming your way to make your life better. This is Lee Balkan wishing you the best as you work to live your thriving life. Time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. 